In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day. It's Father Tom and Anthony today. Today is Anthony's birthday. So we pray a blessing upon him and all that he does. Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that he touches turns to Christ. Everything that he sees turns to Christ. Everything that he hears turns to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. We're reading from the sixth chapter of St. John. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. That's the Jewish side, also called the Sea of Tiberias. A large crowd kept following him because they saw the signs that he was doing for the sick. Signs always point back to the person who did the sign. It's Jesus. The signs that he did on the sick point back to Jesus. And the Word of God says, Jesus went up a mountain and sat down there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the festival of the Jews, was near. And when he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? He said this to test him, for he knew himself what he was going to do. Philip answered Jesus, Six months' wages would not buy enough bread for each of them to have a little. So you can see the thousands of people. Six months' wages would not be enough to give each one a little. Why are they following Jesus? Because of the miracles. They need a touch from God. You need a touch from God. It's the same Jesus. We don't see him. But it's the same Jesus who touches us. You need a touch from God today. I need a touch from God today. Anthony needs a touch from God today. We all need a touch from God so that we can do his will perfectly. That we could do his will perfectly. As I told you before, when we were kids, what we used to pray for for our vocation would be the will of God. I don't think people do that anymore. We would pray for the will of God, that God would show us what he wanted us to do for life. I remember when I was a teacher, people would say, you're a teacher, and I would say, yeah, but not for long, I was think. <laughs> not for long. I knew that God was calling me to be a priest. Let me continue. Now the Passover festival of the Jews was near. When he looked up and saw a large crowd coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread for these people to eat? 
He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he was going to do. Philip answered him, Six months' wages would not be enough bread for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, I love Andrew, he brings everyone to Jesus. Simon Peter's brother said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they among so many people? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. A barley loaf, several of them, and two fish. How can you feed all these people? The unbelievers say they all shared their lunch. That's the unbelievers. But we know what Jesus is going to do. Jesus is into multiplication. He's going to multiply the bread and the fish. What are they among so many people? Jesus said, make the people sit down. Now there was a great deal of grass in that place. So they sat down, about 5,000 men in all, not the women and children. Yeah, when you were saying, Jesus, the world reproduces itself. But Jesus wants to make more Jesuses on this earth. Not that we are Jesus, but that his ministry continued through us. The power of God, the multiplication of the Lord continued through us. You know, Christians means we're little Christs. We're little Christs and we're walking in the power and the love of God. What you were saying before as well, it's very hard. It's very hard to pray for the will of God. Very easy to pray for what we may want a moment. Lord, you know, give me a new job. Give me this or that, which is all good things. And God hears and answers our prayers. And in the book of James, it says, you know, we don't receive because we do not ask. But then sometimes we do not receive because we ask because of what our desires are. The perfect prayer is to say, Lord, let me live in the fiat of Mary, not my will but your will be done because Jesus, you have the perfect will for my life and you know what's going to make me happy. You know what's going to take me from glory to glory with you. You know the graces that I need, which are going to be best for my soul to pray from the will of God, not just what we desire in the moment. It's a very hard act, but it's a very holy act. And it's just something that we should strive to do. I don't always do it, but, you know, learning from Father, more and more my prayers become, Lord, let your will be done in my life and give me the courage to receive your will in my life moment by moment because only you know what is going to be best for my soul. The will of God is always easy. It's best. Yeah. It's the best. I remember when I was uh, just graduated college and I went to apply at a Catholic uh, grammar school and I wanted the will of God and I got the job. 
It was very interesting. I remember being, it was a hot summer's night, and I got a call from a priest. His name was Father Malarkey. And uh, I said, what would you like, Father? He said, you want to come and teach in our school? We need a man. I said, well, if Sister Superior says yes, I'll say yes. And it was the day before they changed their uh, habits. So I said to Sister Superior, I said, Sister Let's go into the chapel. Show me the chapel. I said to her, Sister, if you don't want me, that's okay. I'll never let it be known. She said, No, come along, uh, Tom. And I said to her, You sure? She became my best friend. Um, the, last the last time I saw her, well, she was coming to the ordination when I was going to be a priest. She had a friend with her. And I tell you, I taught six years in that school. And uh, if I didn't teach anything else, I taught the person of Jesus. I had math and science also, but I taught the person of Jesus. It wasn't religion. It was the person of Jesus. It's all in doing the will of God. This weekend, I was in Salem, you know. I I often go out and I preach the gospel because in October, it's haunted happenings. In Salem, it's like, a, it's like a carnival. You know, I often joke that, you know, Christians make their pilgrimage to Israel. Um, occultists come to Salem. So we bless them, but... I go out there and I, I preach the gospel, but what do I do? I preach the love of God and I let the Holy Spirit do it. I often pray and stuff, but so I was there with my speaker ready to preach, but the will of God, the Holy Spirit just took me and they wanted me, God just wanted me to walk and pray the rosary and walk and just pray the rosary to myself and just do laps around it. Now in my own understanding, my will, I'm, I, I'm kind of grieved because I want to go preach the word of God. And, you know, I was feeling some warfare. But as I walked and I and I just prayed the rosary, the Lord took me into like a mystical understanding about the supernatural grace that's just being released from the prayer and just flowing out. And, you know, the, the power fell on me. And then there were people I went up to just one on one who I prayed for and encountered. And, you know, now will I go out and preach the gospel next weekend? Yes, but only if that's by the will of God, only if that's by the will of God. And I remember such a just such a grace and such like an understanding and just fell on me because I conform not to what I to what my will was and try to pray that forward. I was just docile to the Lord and I did what he wanted us to do. But. When we do what the Lord wants us to do and we just have complete trust and surrender, when you have that in your life, the fruits of it are peace, joy, happiness, and the Lord gets to take you in the deeper depths of his knowledge, deeper recesses of his love. Right now, Father, I just say a prayer over everyone listening that the will of the Father beats 
in everyone's heart, that the intellect of the Son comes into your mind and the blood of Jesus flows through your blood and the love of the Holy Spirit breathes in your breathing and it just comes into your memory and just heals all your memory. The Lord wants to just release his light upon you. God is light and there's no darkness in him. And in the light of Christ, there is only wisdom. There is only peace. There is only knowledge. There is only understanding. And you know, what we do, what you do in the spirit, it doesn't need to be these major acts. The prayers you say, the sacrifices you make in the spirit just diffuses light diffuses light upon the whole earth and upon everyone you're praying for. So, Lord, we just thank you even right now that I can see there's a greater release of your kingdom being released into everyone's life through the preaching of the gospel. Amen. Amen. Now, there was many people in that place. Jesus said, make the many people sit down. Now, there was a great deal of grass in that place. So they sat down, about 5,000 men in all, not counting the women and children. Then Jesus took the loaves. And when he had given thanks, it sounds like the Eucharist, he distributed them to those who were seated, so also the fish, as many as they wanted. When they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. You know, when you hear a talk, at the end of the talk, you gather the fragments up so that you will have something to take home to. Last night we went to New Hampshire and the minister preached on the 37th chapter of Ezekiel and I took home the fragments. The Lord says, from the north and the south and the east and the west, I'm going to breathe life into you. I took home the fragments of what was said so that I could go to bed praying that, that God would flood me with the Holy Spirit, the wind from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And you know, it works. It works taking home the fragments. From this talk, I hope you're going to take home fragments that you're going to be able to live by for the day. That's what we talk about. We don't just talk to talk. We talked so that people will listen and take home the fragments. We are not only that, but we are the fragments, the homeless person, the, the person who's lost, a sinner. They are the fragments. You know, we are all the fragments and God desires that none of us are lost. He desires that no one in your family is lost. He desires that no suffering is wasted, that you can offer it up for those who need to come into the kingdom. In the kingdom of God, nothing is lost because God uses everything. 
all your suffering, all your pain, everything you've ever gone through to those who love him. And when they were satisfied, he told his disciples, gather up the fragments left over so that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up, and from the fragments of the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten, they filled 12 baskets. Now, for the people that don't believe, if they shared their lunch, there wouldn't be 12 baskets of fragments. Again, we have preachers that don't know the power of God, don't know what God can do. And you know, the only thing you need to do is to pray for them because they don't know. Probably they're not new creations. You know, when you, when you just start putting foolishness in the place of miracles because, you know, you've never seen a miracle. Well, thanks be to God, we've seen miracles. We see miracles all the time. We just got a call from a young girl who's been playing with the occult. And you know what? Unfortunately, when the mother took her to a certain church to be confirmed, the woman in charge said, you should be ashamed of yourself not bringing your daughter up. They left. And you know what? The daughter with the demons says, I'm not going to be rejected again. That is so sad. When somebody comes broken, you welcome them, and you say, the Lord sent them. But that poor person was the poorest of the people, saying, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's sick. That is sick. When people come in, even in the last minute, you need to welcome them in the name of Jesus because that's what it's all about. It's not about, well, you know, we only accept the perfect. If we only accepted the perfect, there'd be nobody here. For none of us are perfect. Only Jesus. None of us are perfect. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, this is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world, the prophet that Moses predicted would come. Jesus is that prophet, more than a prophet, king, more than a king, prophet, priest, more than a priest, prophet, king, and priest. That's who Jesus is. That's who not only Jesus is, but that's who you are because you've received the inheritance of Jesus. Jesus, you have the power of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Let Jesus reproduce himself within you. Let him through the power of his Holy Spirit, continue to cleanse you, divinize you, take you to a place of interior freedom so that you can walk in the power of God. Let Jesus' divinity come into your humanity and fuse within it. Do you know God, Jesus divinizing you is simply allowing 
you to see yourself in the world as Jesus sees himself in the world. When we realize all we need in this life, all you need in this life is total reliance upon God. You know, there's many things in this world people try to do, and the last thing they'll try to do is ask the Lord for his help. You know, whether it's health, whether it's a job, you might do every job interview, you might go see every doctor, which, amen, you should do. But first, ask Jesus to do it for you. Ask Jesus to do it for you. Ask Jesus to do it through you and to you. And, you know, life with Jesus is exciting. It really is. There's a fulfillment and there's a purpose, but it's exciting. You know, I, I turned 33 today. I lived 28 years without Jesus, and my life was very exciting, and I kind of had it all in the world. But within the four or five years I've been in Jesus, life has become even more exciting. I've traveled back to a lot of the places I went to before, Las Vegas here and there, but instead of going to the nightclubs. I was had a bag full of rosaries doing homeless ministry. But life was more exciting because with Jesus, you have the power of God within you. You have the power to release and see miracles. You have the power to call down the kingdom of God. You have the power to feel and be sustained and be loved by the living God within you. Every we do everything in this world to get a feeling. We buy a new car, we get a new house because we want a certain feeling. But the, the trick is you can bypass all of that and go straight to the Lord of Lord, the King of Kings. Ask him that his Holy Spirit floods you and you can feel the love of God. You can feel the joy and the peace in the kingdom of God residing within you. So, Father... We know in the 17th chapter, Luke, it says the kingdom of God is residing within you. Jesus tells the Pharisees, the kingdom of God is already within you. So I just ask for you to release this living water. Everything you've given to me, these this encounters, this love, this power, and this ability, Lord, to just let me die to myself so I can live for you. Let me die for myself so I can live for you. Let me die to myself so I can live with for you. Because in, only in you, Jesus, is there happiness and fullness of life. And I just ask, Lord, for the grace to go deeper and deeper and for you to release this grace upon everyone listening that Jesus wants you to know he already has a perfect plan and a perfect will for your life. And all you got to do is submit to the Lord that I know that I need Jesus more than anything. I know that I can't even have my next breath without Jesus. I can't have my own next meal without Jesus. And everything in my life is a gift from Jesus. Everything I have, whether it be my job, whether it be my sneakers, whether it be the meal I'm eating, everything I have, everything I've been given, every breath I take is just a free gift, an act of love from the Lord. And all he wants back is the return of, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I see you, Jesus. 
I realize that I haven't done anything on my own power. I have been given the grace that I cooperate with the graces you give me. You give me my intellect so I'm smart enough to go to school or have a job. I cooperate with that grace. But it all belongs to you, Lord, and I give it back to you. What can I give back to you, Lord? My will. My will. My will. My will. I give you my will, Lord. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now, your home lesson is the sixth chapter of St. John, and gather up the fragments. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.